What's good, listeners? Welcome to the Chris College Show, uh, the Millennial Bunker Edition. How's it going, Marissa? It is going fabulous. Happy Pride Month. That's right. Happy Pride Month. Pride Month is the month of June. If you haven't realized what month it is, (laughs) because it's been Mm. so hectic this whole 2020 season or year, I mean, sorry. (laughs) But I'm really excited to announce that our CCS contributor, Kevin Drake from Sports Matters, will be joining us for Just Talking and our Strike Accord artist, Alien Sky Colt. You know, from New Delhi, India. It's going to be amazing. They're a hardcore metalcore band. And uh, Marissa, I think it's time for us to rock and roll. Woohoo! But hey, this is Just Talking. We're moving on forward. And we're excited because we got CCS contributor and host of Sports Matters, Kevin Drake is back on the Chris Collins Show, Millennial Talk Show, to discuss all things sports. So how's it going, my friend? Oh, it's going great, Chris and Marissa. Everything looks great. You got all the sound effects and everything. Hey. I love it. I love it's it. Just, I got to work out some of these beginning kinks because Zoom, yeah. I'm going to throttle. Zoom in quick time. Do not do what I tell them to do. Right. <laughs> well, well trust me. I've been figuring that out myself, you know, doing just the radio shows. But it's been a, overall, it's been a pretty good experience. But you know what is a good experience? We get to have you back on the show because I know a lot of people yes. were really upset that, you know, sports might not have ever came back in 2020. And I never thought I'd see your face again, truthfully, Kevin. And now <laughs> <laughs> the sports is back in the realm of America. I know at the top of the, the first inning in sports news this week was Major League Baseball still hasn't come to an agreement with the MLPPA. So Marissa, if you could share the screen with all the watchers out there on YouTube, the MLPA's latest proposal to MLB owners is an 89-game season, full prorated salary for players. Season would start on July 10th and end on October 11th. The postseason would be expanded to 16 teams for 2020 and 2021, and players can opt out of the season, and players who are, quote, high risk or live with, quote, high risk person receive full service and salary. And this kind of made me laugh. Players commit to providing broadcast enhancements for the regular and postseason. I kind of thought that was what your job was. But I think my real question is for you, Kevin, do you really see any of these MLB owners agreeing to this proposal? Wow. You know, the MLB owners can, could absolutely not have a season. That's kind of like their, their uh, chips they can play. But they want to have a season. It's going to be a shortened season. But I think at baseball, I really thought they would be the first sport to be playing. Because if you get your stuff together and just put out the season – People are going to watch and you got to all eyes are going to be on you. There's no other sports to compete with you because NBA is not going to start until later, which I even said that NBA wasn't even going to happen. That's correct. (laughs) I know you're going to heckle me about that. (laughs) No, but what I want to ask really is with the MLB, what I thought was most alarming was a lot of these players in the MLB PA. What they're asking is if I live with an individual who has high risk or if I'm a player with high risk, I want my full salary pay. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, especially if you're like, let's say you're Mike Trout, right? I don't know how much he gets spent a year, but now he's like one of the considered one of the most highly paid baseball players uh, in the entire he could world. Spend all that on me. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is it's like, imagine if his wife got sick and then you're oh, having right. to he's pay married. that athlete. I mean, when you could 
make sure that he goes and takes care of himself first and then you know maybe invest in another three players that are about the same salary as that absolutely you know the nba is even saying that if a player doesn't want to play that's fine but you won't be paid for the postseason games and for the eight games that you're not going to play that's but you'll correct. still get the rest of your salary because the NBA season was practically, you know, on the on the stretch run before the COVID-19 hit. But get yeah, back and to there's, that. Well, yeah, I was going to say, there are yeah. a few players in the NBA right now that are actually uh, debating about whether they want to return to this Orlando bubble. And I know Carmelo Anthony, who's right now on the Trailblazers, has uh, been vocal. The only players so far that have been vocal about saying that he does not feel comfortable going into that environment. Uh, how do you feel about uh, NBA's move moving towards uh, Orlando Disney World? See, that's the thing. It's I, th- I think it's great that they're going to get basketball playing. Also, the Major League Soccer is going to do their soccer down there. So you pretty much got all the sports going to happen in Florida, and they got the highest cases of COVID-19. Yeah. So, you know, this NBA season still may not happen because what if, and it could happen if one of these players – gets infected that's That's asymptomatic and it it just spreads so quickly and before you know it, you got multiple players on teams that are infected and they might just shut it all down absolutely kevin so we 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 don't know what's going to happen when the second wave does come around that's what's just so unknown but it's like as of right now now i would argue that we are seeing that second wave right now i mean literally this morning they're saying that florida had 1700 no way this is still part of the first wave june 3rd had about a thousand new cases every single day right this is also because of all the protesting and and of course, the unfortunate. Was Florida really yeah. the ones protesting? I mean, most of the Black Lives Party. Matter protests that you see, those are in Florida kind of loosened up their guidelines before we did here in California. I do know that. Well, what you're oh, seeing, yeah, what you're seeing, well, what you're seeing right now, the numbers are from Memorial Day weekend with the partiers. That's why it's a lot of these red states, um, vacation spots, water, Havasu, Arizona. The Real. protest COVID spikes we're going to start seeing in a week. And we're going to oh, start wow. seeing them. I mean, it's not going to just magically go away. I went out to a protest and I got tested. If you Here want to number the ways you can, but there'll probably be a second, third, and fourth wave in that regards with all these big group gatherings. Yep. And What's our governor only... just said no mask. We don't have to wear a mask now, which mm, I think. Well, some that, still yeah, that was in Orange County, right? I mean, did yeah, he Orange officially County. go out? And, yeah, it's not the full state of California yeah. just okay, yet. But just yeah, Orange that County. was that was quite alarming as well. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you, I've always joked that you know, golfing the PGA. I know that they're back on. They could start playing. What kind of sports do you really see being that kind of sport that can be more realistic instead of this bubble-like environment, right? I mean, it's a little bit more open space. We saw it with Phil Mickelson right. and Tiger Woods <laughs> with uh, well, Tom golf Brady is back. and uh, Peyton. Golf yeah. is back. It's great. I, You know, you're, you're going to watch some golf. Yeah, that was a great little tournament. And Matt and I, you know, talked about that. Just It was so cool that they were mic'd up all the time, how they're heckling each other. It's like, ooh, that's a new twist to golf <laughs> where you could talk, start talking smack because I tell you, on the basketball court – I've wow, gone to games I hear Kobe talking smack back in his younger days to Jason Kidd. Oh, you want some of this? You want? You can't handle this. And he just goes right by him, scores a basket. It's I because it, golf it, golf is boring to watch. Right. And we need we it need the back talking. We need well, it. Please. It's funny that you say that, Marissa, because I wanted to, I want to go back and retouch on the MLB because I know that originally they were proposing an 89 game schedule, and now what I'm hearing this morning is that the MLBPA they want to actually get prorated full salary, but they want to play up to 72 games i actually just heard recently that the boston red sox president has been advocating for 
50 games. And I would say, let's do it. Because I think knocking out 39 games would actually make baseball more competitive and actually fill up the stadium. Wait, but that's confusing. Once. The players now want 72 games when the owners initially offered an 82 game season, like do a half a season. That was the original offer. It was 82 right. games. And I, I know they're going to work out all the other stuff, all the pro rating. If you don't play, you'll get paid and all that. You know, that's, that stuff needs to be worked out. And I think they pretty much got that worked out, but it's more or less how many games are they going to play? How's the playoff structure? But don't you think be... that the season is way too long? I mean, even people argue with it's that, way too long NBA. as it is. It would be yeah. nice if they just did like a, just a 50 game season. And then right. because it's no longer the past style, sport. a world cup style tournament. So they do the round robin where you have all the teams are in, then the top two teams will advance, and then you start your tournament there. And then that way, the postseason, you'll get as many games as you did with the regular season, and it'll be a, a much better baseball. Well, that okay, real quickly, Kevin Drake, you know I love my trivia with you. <laughs> this one's hard. <laughs> this one is hard. All right, you ready? All right. The 2019 uh, 2020 NBA season is set to resume in Orlando, Florida, after Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19. Gobert. <laughs> Gobert, sorry. <laughs> I don't watch sports. My bad. <laughs> Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19. So here's the trivia question. How many days will it be once July 31st date begins? How many days? Oh, geez. So it was like March 11, probably like a buck 40. About whoa, days. whoa, 142. I'm gonna give that one to that you. That was pretty that damn was good. Amazing. That was pretty <laughs> <laughs> I just simple math. I was doing 30 days a month 30, 30, 30, 30. Well, we don't do and, simple and math here. Yeah, we don't it's do just, simple math. Wow, I'm actually kind of surprised. Yeah. That was a good one. But wow. hey, let's let's start to switch gears because I know with the UFC, this has been like the, almost next to par with. You know, the MLBs at the top of the inning with uh, sports news. UFC uh, fighters are actually starting to slowly leave the platform with you got John Jones, Jorge Malzvidal. Um, The biggest alarming of them all was the early retirement again from Conor McGregor. Right. And, you know, uh, I read up on Conor McGregor and it sounds like from his perspective, he's lost his passion for the sport. He wants mm. more money. I think he wants more money. Yeah. Listen to Dana White. He called him out. They were on the, the sports thing. I know Chris sent me. Um, Dana White. Shit, that's said, why. He goes, he wants money. more money and there is no more money for him right now. So go on your third retirement, McGregor. He's coming back out. Come on now. Hey, like yeah, I have, he'll I have, come back. <laughs> because my holy question is, I saw that Joe Rogan, you know, his, his guy's show, the Joe Rogan experience, and he had Andrew Schultz on. And he was saying, you know, the UFC, they don't have that much money. But he agrees that the players need to be paid more money. But I ask, really, dude, the UFC really doesn't have any money? They're the same people that are trying to start a fight island in Abu Dubai which is pretty nuts. They're going to be starting that next month. I mean, they, they start their own UFC reality shows 24 seven. You don't think that they're going to bring that platform to their new fight Island and not make a crazy amount of revenue. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what to make of that. So when the UFC first came out, it was doing really, really well. And I don't know, maybe did it lose some interest, but it seems like there's a lot more UFC fighters. I mean, geez, I live in orange County where it's the Mecca of all 
you know, UFC fighters everywhere, people training I, and whatnot. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Dana White has not lost money. He is buying an island. Okay. So um, all my <laughs> thoughts are, are hashtag defund Dana White. He needs to spread, <laughs> he needs to spread that cash around. Yeah, if we're gonna be, yeah, if we're gonna be, actually, you make a good point, Marissa. I know you're kind of joking, but it's actually a really good point. Exactly. Defunding the money. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of people that uh, feel that about. Really, you gotta buy an island, pay your, pay your fighters, pay your players. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We heard it. We heard it here first from Kevin Drake. Pay your fighters, (laughs) or get them, hook them up with some (laughs) endorsement deals, or or something. Well, I know that's you gotta keep this. You gotta keep promoting your sport. You know, right. Since Ronda Rousey's been out of it, I haven't really been watching it anymore. I, well, that's I mean, my Ronda big Rousey joke is really got like, me going. I was like, wow, she's amazing. And that was an amazing run. And I mean, I'm glad to see that she's retired because it's so uh, it's, it's tough on the body and, and the mind and everything. And I'm glad she's doing well. But that was a nice run. Remind me of the Tyson run back in the day. <laughs> well, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we have uh, Ronda, like you said, that went to WWE. We saw Rob Gronkowski do the weird weirdly thing of going to wwe as well and then leaving but i mean i know we could be talking about that for days but i know one of the real big stories for this week was definitely with you know the murder of george floyd in our country right and new orleans saints quarterback drew Brees was asked in an interview last week how he would react if more nfl players started kneeling again so we have the sound clip right here that marissa will play well, I, I will. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played, and when I look at the the flag of the United States, I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. Well, I know that now Drew Brees and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell have come forward to say that they have been wrong for their stance on kneeling for the flag. But I guess the real question that people need to focus on is, what is the proper way to protest peacefully in professional yeah, sports? I think we're trying to figure that out, but just listening to what I just heard, Drew Brees didn't say anything about kneeing, you know, kneeling down. All he said was just re- disrespecting the flag because I agree with him to some point. When I stand and look at the flag, I think about the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, to the, to America. Yeah. You know, we, you, we used to do and that I in think, school. You pledge allegiance to America. We're not divi- We're not division. And justice for all. It's all of us. I mean, we're all in this together. We all want equality. We don't want what we saw. That was disgusting what happened to George Floyd. That should have yeah. not ever happened. And I, I think that's, that's you know, even it, bigger than race. And then to that's be honest, too, I mean, I think what got convoluted was people seeing his kneeling as disrespecting the flag. When if people can remember back, his first right. sign of protest was sitting on his chair. Yeah, on, the bench, right? Just, right. on his bench, ha- you know, ha- ha- had in his hands and the whole line. There was that classic image. His teammate, who is from the military, I believe the Marine branch, I could be wrong. No, he did. Um, he conferred con- with him. He had a conversation yeah. and his teammate from the military said, look, when we feel there is a loss of something that we're fighting for, we kneel. 
And that is where the kneeling came from. And that storyline got confused in our media. The spin of what was happening got convoluted. So there, what, there was no disrespect ever with the kneeling. I mean, it came from someone from the yeah, there was, there was, There was no disrespect, <laughs> but the way they had us brainwashed, and Thank I even you. believe it for a bit, oh, he's disrespecting a flag, but it's like, not really. Well, I let mean, me they ask kneel you all this, the time Kevin. in football. Anytime there's a serious injury, what are they doing? They're all kneeling. Kneeling. You know, That's beforehands right. in prayer, they're they're kneeling. You're kneeling before God. You want people to kneel. And, and we'll at least now, but that's now coming yeah. out. So at least now we're seeing the actual, here's our state, our status line. Here's where we're starting and building from that. And that's positive. This is going to be a positive movement well, in our absolutely. sports and country. Well, let me throw this at uh, both of you. Let me start off with Kevin with this first, because this has been on my mind actually real recently, because it's really easy to talk about peacefully protesting in America, but it's not really easy to talk about this when you're talking about internationally. Mm-hmm. This Black Lives Matters protest has affected the whole entire world, even as far as Tokyo, Japan. And next year, 2021, Tokyo Olympics, They have the IOC, which is the International Olympic Committee, has said that they are not getting rid of their rule for banning protest at the Olympics. They're not getting rid of the rule? They're not getting rid of the rule? They're not getting rid of the rule. They are banning protests for next year. What I'm saying is, do you see an international protest possibly happening at the Tokyo Olympics next year? I mean, it's so far away. You think about it, you know, where we were at March 17th when we shut down and now how things are opening up from COVID-19. So you're talking a year from now, a year, yeah. over a year from now. So a lot of it could have changed and we that might not even be an issue at that point. It's always going to be an issue, but I just I don't see it being a major issue. Well, I always wonder how powerful the message could be, because I don't know if a lot of the listeners know this or even yourself, Kevin, uh, during the 1936 Olympics. That was hosted in Berlin. Adolf Mm. Hitler was leading the Berlin Olympics. And we had our first African-American track star on our Olympic team. And he won four gold medals and won it in front of Adolf Hitler. Imagine if the American team actually went through with the full team and actually protested. That was Jesse Owens, right? That was yes. Jesse Owens. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What a trivia. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, that was trivia. You're good at this. But I, I really, for any of the watchers out there who don't know who Jesse Owens is, go ahead and check him out because it's a really interesting story. And you wonder if we actually had an international protest, what would that look like in 20? I, I'm all. I I think it's great to have a nice international protest, but what I'm afraid of, there's a lot of filthy, dirty stuff going on. These high-end certain individuals that are paying protesters organized to go out there and riot. I mean, come on, these pallet yeah. bricks just appeared out of nowhere. I mean, that was. What are you going to build a house? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. What, why are uh, why are cinder blocks of of bricks placed around the city? Yeah, so I don't can throw them. And honestly, I mean, to kind of um, stick with the um, Olympics, I feel like watching through it, I feel like protests have always happened in Olympics, how it's protested. I mean, you have the black athletes in the 1960s with the Black Panther who got their um, their gold, their medals taken away. I feel like and and the the last one in China holding up the flags. I mean, there was so much every country. I think they do use the Olympics to do some form of a protest, what that protest will be. I have no idea. Right. I think if you remember the something. 72 Olympics, you know, beforehand, I think it was with the Iranians, the Iranian team that was oh, killed. Yeah. yeah. The 
that whole yeah. that whole ordeal. So, no, I'm all about it. I, I think really that it depends on where we are next year. But if we're still, you know, if we if we haven't grown from this, which I think we will, I think we're going right. to grow from this. I, I really believe there's a lot of good in people. There's a lot of great people around where I grew up in Cincinnati. I've had a lot of great friends from all descents, uh, people of color, people uh, from everywhere. And it, right. So uh, I get so emotional. yeah, and uh, that's why I feel <laughs> like if we could slowly bring back sports and right. bring back that unity, hopefully we can see that love and compassion. One sports another is what and brings not, us together. It really does, and, and it, that's why sports. And you start to see so the good now. in people, and that gets contagious too. When you get together and peacefully protest, that gets contagious, and that's very powerful. And it's scary; those voices are loud, and you better listen. But Absolutely, you don't need to destroy Kevin. anything, but they weren't destroying. That wasn't their plan. Yeah, of course they're angry. They're outraged, and they're definitely going to get their point across. Well, man, Kevin, I wish we had more time I because know. we're starting to run out on the Chris College Show Millennial Talk Show. But for all the listeners and the watchers out there on YouTube Live, uh, where can they follow you on social media? So you can Facebook, obviously, Sports <laughs> Matters. Anchor.fm, just type in Sports Matters. That's where you get all of our podcasts and everything like that. And then soon, I'm going to be up speed to you, and I'm going to you know, take your advice. I'm going to have a little bit of clips here and there with Matt and I. Just doing hey, some let's stuff. go. And we yeah. got to bring Matt back also. He was so much yeah. fun. He's like your your sidekick. Like, oh, oh yeah. no, he, he loves it. It's just <laughs> Fridays have been a pretty busy day because a lot of times we, we record on Saturday mornings. <laughs> Tell him to wake shows. up early. We'll tell, tell him, him to wake up and we'll have him next <laughs> oh, month. Oh, no, he's awake. He's, <laughs> he's just working from home. Hey, just, just like everybody else. We, yeah. I, I, think, I think, Kevin, we have, uh, we have a quick minute. So I want to ask you this question, right? <laughs> when will, uh, when do you believe sports fans can return to live events? Mm. Wow. I really quick. thought that they could actually do it during the Major League Baseball season. You know, sneak mm. a few fans in and try to do the social distancing. Okay, well, you heard it here. Well, you heard it first. Okay. He thinks that could possibly happen for this year's MLB season. And Kevin Dre, if, thank you so much. Thank you. And if you, like what you, if you like what you're listening to, please go to thechriscollinshow.com, become a member today, and get your free CCS T-shirt. Thank you. And if you, like what you, if you like what you're listening to, please go to thechriscollinshow.com, become a member today, and get your free CCS T-shirt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, so we're starting to transition into Strike Accord, where if you actually physically or digitally pick up the record, you're going to know these tracks. And we're beyond stoked because we got the one and only Alien Sky Colt all the way from New Delhi, India. How's it going, my friends? They're slowly connecting in with that audio. I know how hey. this is. This is pretty nuts. This is like a 12-hour and 30-minute time difference. That's what I'm told. How's it going, my friends? I'm going to try and have them ask to start their videos. Unmute. Here we go. Yeah, I see them. <laughs> we hey. put too many toggles on you guys. <laughs> How's it going, my friends? It's going good, guys. It's good, man. It's good. How are you? Hey, that's what I like to hear. So I know that Alien Sky Cult, you guys are an Indian hardcore metal hybrid. I never heard of a metal hybrid. I'm not really quite sure what that means. So in your guys' definition, because I, I know, know especially <laughs> you guys don't know either. <laughs> Someone just labeled you guys just like a oh, metal hybrid. And I always think that's really funny because especially with the heavy metal community, there's always so many subgenres. And does that drive you guys nuts as a band when sometimes someone tries to label you to a specific subgenre? 
Yeah, man. Sometimes we also don't know all the genres out there, man. Every day you see a new genre coming out, so it's pretty, pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, right. And I have to, I have to say, just so you guys know, you are our first metal strike accord guest. So thank you know, for coming on right. and international. Yeah. <laughs> You like yeah. hit it all out of the park on one swing. So thank you. <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it really is an honor. I mean, we played a lot of heavy metal on the show. We were just laughing so hard, even with our own producer, like, wow, we've actually never had a heavy metal band on just yet. And I think this is actually really unique because of a lot of the listeners and millennials. Maybe they've been naive and they've been holding back heavy metal for so long. And why is heavy metal so special for you guys? Because I always feel like when I look at India, it's such a big country, but I feel like I know so little about you guys and what is the metal community like in your country well it's it's growing actually it's growing with time we get a lot of say bands from europe and the states coming down to our countries these days we get like shit tons of bands coming out and people are actually listening to a lot of metal out here wow so it's growing it's growing it's growing slowly but steadily it is and I that's think, cool I think, yeah i remember uh Growing up, I think it was all the bootleg cassettes and CDs that we used to have in the market because obviously we don't get uh, everything that we want. Mm -hmm. And it was infancy, I think. So we were not, you know, actually connected that well. But we still got, you know, CDs. I think I remember having a Slipknot record when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. So I think that. What That's so funny. That was the first record I bought. I bought my first record in fifth grade. It was the Slipknot's uh, uh, subtitle <laughs> album. That's oh hilarious. God, That's cool. <laughs> That's I still, great. And it's not even a CD. It's a cassette. So oh. I mean, I'm 31 years old now. Yeah. And you so, know, in America, that would be considered super rare. <laughs> if you had a cassette tape of the Slipknot still, oh my gosh. That's a gem. Hold <laughs> on to that one. Yeah, I know, right? Throw it up on Amazon or eBay. eBay. Immediately. eBay that bad boy. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we grew up with that. And I think uh, we had, you know, like peers or seniors that were doing it in the scene. I mean, they were already playing heavy metal. They were not playing uh, the, what we play now, but they were playing, you know, Iron Maiden. They were playing Megadeth. They were playing Metallica. More of the classic so, stuff. Yeah. yeah so, gotcha. so the things that were, yeah, the, so the things that were, you know, relevant in their times. So as we grew up, you know, I think uh, there was Lamb of God. There was oh, all yeah. these different bands that, you know, kept resonating and I think Opeth, all these bands that uh, we uh, got to see them, obviously, uh, but that always changes and that, I mean, the metal scene keeps growing. It's, it's not stagnant. It keeps evolving. But wow. yeah, I think uh, there are a lot of places which are oriented to different kinds of metal. Like suppose the, the Northeastern part of our country is basically, it listens to a lot of 80s rock. So that's why a lot of bands, uh, I mean, from uh, extreme, to Mr. Big, they've all come down to this part of the country just because the fan base is so huge. Wow. But but uh, heavy metal is different in different parts of this country. As in, it's as diverse as the culture that we have. It's different everywhere. It's I know, I like want to go to, I want to go to India so bad. That's on one of my uh, country lists to go to in the next couple of years. I have a lot of friends that go. You're in a beautiful country, absolutely beautiful and diverse. Exactly. But I think uh, the one part of the country that is not advertised or people don't know about is the northern part of India. So uh, that place is the rock capital of India. And what place? I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't hear that. What place of uh, India? It's the north, northeastern part of India. OK, the northeast. 
Gotcha. Oh, that's where I have to go then. Northeast. Chris, we need to take the Chris Collins show. Come see yeah, Chris play live. Producer, hear that? I want some tickets in here. Um, <laughs> come see you. No, I think that's great, guys. And I know I want to leave you guys enough time to play one of your guys' brand new singles. And you guys just recently dropped the official music video for Glass Cannon. And you can you guys give us a, a far heart. Let's throw it at you, my friend. Uh, how did, What is the meaning to Glass Cannon? He's all like, you know, <laughs> what, <laughs> what's the mutual understanding? What do you, uh, what, actually, let's do a group effort because that's what bands do. They all collaborate together, right? What, what does Glass Cannons mean? Was that just yeah. kind of like a fun kind of... That term has come from uh, CS 1.6, I think. Counter-Strike. Yeah, Counter-Strike. Oh, that's that's pretty funny. And, but what's like the hidden message between it? Because I know a lot of the times with heavy metal music, at least, I mean, they're always talking about anti-war. I mean, is that some of the themes that you guys are getting in Glass Cannon? No, Glass Cannon is more like, say, going all out. So it's like a CS term that's mostly used in Counter-Strike, where you say you have an, an arm, and then you, have, you basically have a sniper, but you don't have a vest on you. So uh, like you can you can go out and kill everyone, but then again, just a pistol can kill you. Right. So you are like you are you're really vulnerable, but you are like going all out. That's like about it. Oh, that's interesting. I had I never really viewed it like that. That's I like that a lot. But I know we got the music here, music video for you guys right here because we got to do something special since this is a video on air production. So right now we're going to be uh, showcasing Alien Sky Colts Glass Cannon.
Dude, that ending breakdown. <laughs> like every single time when I heard that, I was like, why did it stop? <laughs> like, I mean, I literally felt that. You guys remind me of like early days of like Darkest Hour, Norma Jean, and Azalea Dying. That's really that rawness that I like from you guys because it's not overproduced. I mean, sometimes I know, like you guys mentioned earlier, Lamb of God, right? I mean, when they dropped the Sacrament album, they got a lot of flack from fans for saying that it was way overproduced. So what was your guys' process like when you guys started recording uh, your guys' untitled album? Uh, see, the process is basically uh, the same. We have been doing this for the past two years because we are always in different cities. And mm. we have been having this sort of, you know, uh, before... COVID-19 came, there was a political unrest in our country. So we have been in lockdown for, I think, I don't even remember, since January. Wow. Yeah, so January. It has been, yeah, well, since, this has yeah. nothing to do with, this has nothing to do with COVID, right? No, this is, mm. no, it's, it has, wasn't, yeah. wasn't, wasn't that about with the Muslims and the Hindis keeping that apart? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, so the song Glass Cannon is also about that, you know, about mm. how the minorities are still fighting. And I think as, uh, as me, uh, as being Hindu, so I have to support, you know, what's going wrong in this country. So I think if a lot of Hindus come out against what's happening, I think it's the government is bound to, you know, bow down eventually. So the unrest began with that in January. And I think we have been in different places and uh, we did not have access to, you know, like, like I could not track my drums and go to studio. I had to do it MIDI. And oh. my, my one guitarist had to record both the guitars because Farhat didn't have access to a studio because he couldn't go out because of the curfew. And uh, my bassist, uh, Jishnu, he was in Calcutta, even a different city. So this whole song was done, you know, in different parts. So it was like doing it in a, uh, like a COVID-19 situation, but wow. you know, before that. That's kind of yeah, unique. So, I think you guys will, I, as much as that's terrible what you guys are going through in your country, I, I definitely think that's kind of unique for all the listeners out there to know that you guys are working, you know, remotely from your homes, but still making the passion of music moving forward. I think and, that's really incredible. And your music is also fighting for equality. It's equality. This is a global thing. I mean, your music is resonating. It's it's now. It's in the moment, and it's not just for India, but it's also around the world. I mean, I I can relate to your music. This is really wonderful. And I know that there's a lot of tensions that's happening around the world, just like how you guys just said now, especially in India, and I know especially in our country, America, and the rest of the world. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening. I know, especially with the metal community. Uh, I, I, when I like I said before, we all saw with your guys' music video, you guys were really stoked to be the opening act for As They Lay Dying. And I've been really dying to ask this question to you guys because obviously you guys know what's been circling in the last week. The Black Lives Matters protest has now been in America and now it's affecting the entire world. But just recently, um, the Ghost Inside just fired their bassist because he made a racial slur in a uh, private setting in his tour bus six years ago and i really wanted to throw this out to you guys because you guys just went on tour with as they lay dying when they just got reunited and for any of the listeners out there who do not know who as they lay dying is tim was a vocalist who got went to jail for trying to hire a hitman to kill his wife <laughs> so i want to ask you guys what's worse saying the n-word or hiring a hitman to kill his wife I mean, is there a certain point in time where, you know, you should get some kind of reconciliation together? Because I think it's really strange when the ghost inside 
fires one of their bandmates for saying a racial slur. And then less than 24 hours, his the drummer gets accused exactly. of saying homophobic slurs and doesn't get fired. So how do you guys feel about this weird cancel culture that's happening? Uh, see, I think uh, if I speak about Tim and uh, as Alexei, I think the moment Tim was convicted, the band distanced himself. Uh, we distanced themselves from him right away. I think they formed Woven War and yeah. were on the different path. Tim was on his own. But I think Tim came back and, you know, he reconciled. He uh, asked for forgiveness from his fans and from society. And I think he's been doing a lot of, you know, uh, motivation talks around his country and also around the city. And he's... I think with the new album that they put out, I think that's the message that he's trying to put out. That even, I mean, even if you do something uh, horrible, I think you still should get a chance to, you know, reconcile. You should get a chance to get back to society. I mean, that's what uh, a modern society should be about. And it is, I think. Right. But at the same time, I think if Jim Riley was, you know, called out five years ago, he would have done the same thing. He would have done gone that path of reconciliation, he would have understood, you know, he would have retrospectively, he would have thought what he did was wrong. Right. He would, he would have changed his ways and probably changed others around him. But I think that didn't got, get called out, but it did now. And now I think it's a, it's a time where nothing can be forgiven because it has been going on for so long, right? And I don't think it's about how bad it is. I think it's about uh, why is it happening at all? Yeah, yeah. well... It's, it's and for all the Karens out there, in case you couldn't get this, um, yes, the N-word is worse than killing your wife. Okay? Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> so sure if you go and say it to a black yeah, I'm pretty sure if you go and say it to a black person, you get your ass beat. <laughs> you know, truthfully. Um, and no, I didn't get to the I, sorry, go ahead. No, I didn't get to the point yet. So I was saying that yes, I mean I I, I get that uh, uh, the situation. And what I mean to say is that things should have been called out then and there. You know, we don't yeah. have to have a riot uh, revolution if people are allowed to protest peacefully. You know, it's inevitable to have a revolution when you don't allow protests to be peaceful. It's going to be, there's going to be rights. You can't complain about rights. You, you don't control chaos if you have let chaos, you know, become itself what it is today. Absolutely. So I think, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that Thank we're starting you. to run out of time, but I want to play you guys one of your other guys' new songs in Animate. Okay. And uh, this, uh, Fahart, you know, I want to throw it at you again. Uh, or yeah. anybody, tell what is the meaning between in Animate? Is there always these little hidden gems? Or are you guys like Dance Gavin Dance, where you guys just throw random song titles on top of tracks and you go, yeah, you know, just, just listen to the lyrics. That's the real meaning. Don't worry about the song titles so much. <laughs> so in Animate, we came out... Uh... Uh, like when uh, Siddharth and Shung were composing songs uh, before when we joined the band. So uh, Inanimate was the first song when we made uh, it together. Uh, we recorded it around 2017, I think. Uh, and uh, yeah, We started yeah. from 17, but then it went. Yeah, on. we yeah. started making the song from 17. And yeah. Uh, that was the first song that we came, uh, like we made it together. And the song mostly speaks about uh, the theme of uh, CAA, like uh, this new uh, Siddharth, can you 
He's like, help me out, Batman's, help me out, brother. <laughs> well, uh, let's just yeah. let the music speak so, for itself, right? I mean, let's just give it a let's give it a go in anime. But, I like. Oh, you guys, yeah, just, Arthur, you got something. Just one thing though. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the song was released when our internet was shut down um, in yes. the entire country. In the in our states, it was shut down by the yeah, government. We had a blackout. So, wow. so yeah, we could not release the song did, ourselves. <laughs> We had to send the link. We had to ask someone to, in a different city, in a different state, to release the song for us. And we only could contact via like uh, cellular calls. There was no internet. Wow. For I think 15, 20 yeah. days. Yeah, there was a like, complete blackout by the government to, to, I think, curtail the protests because protests were happening here as well. So for people not to mobilize, not to organize, the government shut down the internet. And I think it's become a trend. Yeah, we trend always release tracks on learning during lockdowns. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hear you guys, and I think it's like you guys got a lot of mayhem that's been happening every other year, it seems like, and it's it's very unfortunate. And when I hear you guys' story, I, I hope that the rest of the listeners here in America understand that, you know, let's let's do our due part and let's do better. And here's Inanimate, so we can listen to this song before we uh, jump off. So hold that's on one right. second. Here it is. <laughs>
Hell yeah, man. Let's go. That was Alien Sky Colt, and that was in anime. You guys are kick-ass, my friend. And where can the listeners follow you guys on social media? On all platforms. Uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Music, on all platforms. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. And also follow them on social media, right? Yeah, Alien Sky Colt, right? Instagram, Facebook, obviously. Hey, that's what I like to hear, my friends. And please send us, continue to send us your guys' new music as we like. And I know that we were supposed to be playing you guys' new uh, other song, Fate, off your guys' EP, You Are Not Alone. But for all the listeners out there, I apologize. We're starting to run out of time. That's how radio is. But we will be sharing that song all over our social media platforms all day today. And thank you again, guys, because I know it's almost midnight for you guys. It's early morning for us. So thanks for staying up for the Chris Collins Show, Millennial Talk Show. And hopefully we have you guys back on soon. See you guys around. See you guys. All right, peace.